Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBetta. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning, folks, and welcome to KMA Talk Radio. This is episode 520, Cyber Saturday. Why Cyber Saturday? Why not? We're in between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So, I am your captain now. Abe still isn't here. Fortunately, I have my main man, Coop, with me. Had to have somebody, because I guess we might as well get right to it, Coop. Right. We have uh, currently we have a little no call no show going on. It, no, Paul, who has said no he would Paul. be on the show. This is if you think we make this stuff up, we're, we're not. We don't know where Paul is at all. And 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 Coop, you know, and that's the thing, and that's a good point. This is a point we need. Oh, we got a text. Sorry, I got held up here. I am shocker. Paul's texting. <laughs> okay. But, Sometimes we catch a little flack. You know, we're always we do. Paul. Paul, it's like his shtick. Right. Case in point, it's not a shtick. Not a it's shtick. Not, it's not. He he brings it on himself. Right. If I mean, this is a perfect scenario. Literally, no Paul, no show. That Randy Bush, you nailed it. I mean, that's right. the thing. No, no call, no show is now no Paul, no show. Look, Abe's taking a well-deserved vacation with his family, yes. right? He did yeah. right. So let's say one of us got sick. This show would have been had to be canceled because, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, that's what I mean. It, you need at least two people to pull the show off. Sure. And sure. so, so yeah, I am, I am very disappointed on this one. Yeah, I got to say that. Very, very disappointed. But this is the life we live with Paul. Yeah. So just yeah. when you guys think that we're ragging on him and we're beating we're up, not, him, we're not, we're not, we're not, man. This is what we get. This is reality. This is actually like reality. Labor. You know, I'm ready to go. Coop's ready to go. Paul's supposed to be on. Where the hell the, is Paul? The, you know, and if he, well, is he held up? Does it mean he's coming on now, later or not? I don't know. I, we don't know what this means, by the way. We don't know. Yeah, Paul has. I'm actually glad he's okay. Look, I'm actually glad that he's okay. But yeah. now he's got a lot of explaining to do. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll deal with Paul when he gets here, I guess. Right. But I want to get to the important news first, because I was not aware of this. But apparently, our friend, William Cooper, has been inducted into the Cigar Dojo Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Coop. Well, well thank you. Um, a little shocked. A lot of shocked. Um, I didn't I didn't get to see the show live. Someone pinged me about 11 o'clock last night congratulating me. Like I'm like, what are you congratulating me for? They go, you got in the Cigar Dojo Hall of Fame as like an industry person. So it's true, yeah. And Abe got in last year. Um, so on, look, whenever a peer, and you can say they're a peer, they're a competitor, uh, when they choose to recognize you at that, it, it means a lot. And uh, you know, I thank those guys very much um, on that. Sure, no, congratulations, that's awesome. Um, 
I, I don't know how I got in over Terrence Riley or Saka, but um, they, I'm not complaining either. So <laughs> they like the cigars, but apparently they have not crossed over into the Hall of Fame yet. No, no. I mean, uh, if I would have guessed, I'd figure last year they inducted Abe, Jonathan Drew, and Eric Espinosa. So I would have yes. figured this year, if I was guessing, Saka and Terrence. My, my name wouldn't have even come into the sentence, to be honest with you. Sure. I would have said Saka, Terrence, probably next. So I don't, I don't even. They don't have up yet. Who do? Do you know who else got in this year? From I industry? know. Um, no, I, I was the only industry person to get in. I remember they only did one this year. Okay. Uh, they and, did and they induct- do a lot of their members. They do their members, which is they cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, they do their members. So it's more of a community driven thing. They added the industry thing last year. R- Randy Griggs somehow got in. I don't know how, but I think he was a community guy. You know, originally before joining as a host, so I think they kind of let him in. Because he started out as a community guy, and then they made him. But like Jack Hire was the same. Jack Hire was a surprising one. That I'm surprised he's not in there because he's really right, contributed right. a lot to those guys. But, you know, it is kind of it's like you know Eric nominating Jordan. It's kind of weird. Randy's kind of part of the show, right? But, right. But, but he, good for Randy, Mr. Craft. Randy was a big com- contributor to the community beforehand, so I can understand it. No, good for Randy, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're the only industry guy that got in coming off of last year, Abe, Eric Espinosa, and uh, that's and some, Jonathan Drew. I, I don't know how company. I'm even in the same sentence as those three guys, to be honest with you. Company, I mean, yeah, that's a great honor. Um, so, uh, you know, we can, we can, we, we, we make, I make fun of those guys. Sometimes we goof around those guys, but that's still of something. Course. They did not even have to do that last night. I was very kind to them. Uh, so I'm, I'm honored. I'm just like, I'm very, I was very humble. Yeah. I'm very humble on it. Well, you're, uh, you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say a staple, but you're kind of a, uh, a fairly regular rotation on their show. So, so it's clear that, you know, those guys appreciate your content and your input and the their show. Yeah, it was very, very nice. So, you know, you and I have done a few shows together now with them and they've always, yeah. always a lot of fun with it. So, uh, um, they've created some, their show, I think, like, I look at this show that we do here, it's morning radio, there's this sure. kind of the late, there's this kind of a little more late night, uh, yes. kind of yes. hijinks they do with that, yes. yeah, 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 so they kind of, I think, got the mold on that late night hijinks, so to speak. So Paul was, like, here in the, in the green room, but now he's gone, so. He's running. Nice here. <laughs> you coming in, Paul? Oh, boy, you can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> All right, Paul. Let's get what to happened? It. Get to it. Let's, Let's get hear to it. it. Come on. And you're <laughs> muted. Like, you're you're muted. You're yet. muted. <laughs> All right. I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> what happened kids show today? Oh, my God. Wait, wait. One of the kids got this finger stuck in a mustard jar or something? In the mustard no, 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 jar. No, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing bad said. happened. I was, I was outside starting Christmas decorations, and I lost <laughs> track of time. I had a timer set, but I guess it wasn't set. So, uh, yeah. Here I am. <laughs> well, we're glad we're glad to have you, Paul. We need you a little bit. We need you a little bit. You know, yeah, Coop and I can talk, but two hours was going to be a lot. It would have been a lot of <laughs> Philadelphia, New York sports, and well, uh, you know. Oh my God, I was just up there. It's it's not cold for this time of year, but it's cold for for me. Like for for you and I, Alex, it would be freezing up there. It was like sure forty degrees. I went. I mistakenly so we bring one dog with us up to New York, and one dog stays here. And I went one to let the dog out. Way, one, one dog looking that way. Yeah, exactly. One dog looks west, one dog looks east. What do you want from me? Um, Coop, what's, your, what's your North Carolina weather like this year? 
Oh, that's a great it, it is very it, it really like flaky. Right in between. What happens is you sometimes will get um we're we're like in the high fifties, low sixties, but sometimes we'll get set high seventies and sometimes we'll get forties. It it it's the temperature bounces around this time of the year a lot. Do you get that's, snow ever, Coop? Yeah. We get what I say is we get one or two snows a year that will look nice. It will coat the roads, which will shut everything down here because there's no ice. There's no everybody you know, freaks ice. out, right? Right. And then once every ten years we get a big snow. We're due for one. Um, and you live there the thing, when you've had yeah. one. Yes, I've I've been here when we've had like ten inches of snow, and it's we shut down, but it melts very quick down here. Here, here's what the weather patterns we have to watch down here. If the storms, like what they call a northeaster coming up the Atlantic, we usually don't feel the impact of that. The ones we okay. get the impact are is if they come up from the Gulf and they come up through like uh, Alabama, the Panhandle, Georgia. When it's like cold Atlanta, enough over there to get That's there. where we get the big snow. Yeah. So those are the ones we have. The, the nor'easters don't usually affect us. It's, it's those other ones from the Gulf. That are much have heavier moisture, and then if it's cold air over the Carolina, it's it's going to slam us. We had uh, we went up for two days. We went up to my uh, father in law's hunting cabin in Walton, New York, pretty pretty far north and west in the New know, York State. Yeah, and uh, during the day, the high was twenty eight degrees, and it was snowing. It nothing accumulated later that night. It turned to rain, yeah. but the kids were running around in snow and loving life. You know, they they've never seen it actually snowing. They've seen snow, but never like current snowing. So it was kind of cool to see them run around in the woods with the snow, but you know, I, was, it, I was done. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how different regions handle snow. <laughs> I remember one year being in Buffalo, New York, and it was like, it was October. It was like late October and they got three feet of snow in like on like October 18th. Oh my but God. In Buffalo, three feet of snow. An hour after it's done snowing, the streets are clear. They handle yep. it like other places handle three inches of snow yeah they don't get snow days for that much snow they oh, everybody no. just goes about the their lives maybe the they get a delayed opening in a couple hours yeah after the snow's done and you As know other places. weird places too the outskirts of the city you can see like in the middle of the winter like the snow's like over your car on the side of the road like the the mounds are giant it's oh, like yeah. driving through like a, a snow tunnel oh yeah yeah i can't do it yeah, I can't do oh, it. You, we, you, I accidentally the first the first morning we were there, I uh, you know I I got out of bed. I jumped out of bed. The dog was whining to go out, so I got up, walked outside with her, and I was in like my underwear and a t shirt, and it was like twenty eight degrees out. I'm like, holy shit! I like ran and so I was like jumping into a cold bath. I just like wasn't thinking because you're used to you know here when it's cold this time of year it's like like this morning it was what sixty eight degrees. Yeah. So, you know, right. it's chilly enough, maybe throw a sweatshirt yeah. on, but not, you know, you're going to die when you walk outside. Paul, you said you were in Walden? No, we we stayed on Long Island, but we went up. My father-in-law has a cabin that he built up in Walton, New York. Oh, it's, Walton. Uh, okay. Delaware okay. County. Okay, that's pretty far out. Okay, because I was, I Walden, I used to live in the next town over in Orange County. That's why I was asking that. No, it's for, yeah, it's further north and west than Orange County. Yeah, no, no, Delaware County is way out there. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Delaware County because they do the Delaware County Fair there every year. We used to go in August for that. It, it's where the Delaware River actually starts. Actually exactly. Is, uh, 
It's yep. up towards it's west. Yeah, it's up west towards like Binghamton, west of Binghamton, I believe it is. Yeah, he 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 bought a piece of property years and years and years ago when Steffi was real little, and they uh, converted the horse barn into a house. So he gutted the whole thing and built everything from scratch in this. I mean, you should see it. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful yeah. cabin. But you were ways out. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You were you were about six seven hours away from Long Island where you were. Uh, that, no, that, about no. It's it's like. Three and a half, four hour drive. Okay, so it's not, that, it's not as far west as I thought. You, okay. you know what? You can take Route 17. Literally, Route 17 goes right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to live right off that's Route why 17. he bought there because it's an yeah. easy commute. But I'll okay. tell you what, I drove back on um, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Oh my God, Coop. Like, I, I used to drive in that traffic every single day. And I just like completely forgot. I mean, we were we were past rush hour. Not that maybe you know I was going to say maybe there wasn't a rush hour, but I'm sure a lot of people were working still. I ninety five getting off the GW bridge. It was literally five five miles per hour for what is it twelve miles until you get to yeah. the Frogneck. Yep. I, yeah, literally it's stretch, five miles yeah. an hour the whole way. And I said to my wife, I was like, listen. I used to do this commute a lot because when I was having my sister had a, a kidney transplant years ago and we were, I would drive her back and forth to Columbia Presbyterian up there. I was like, this is how it is at two o'clock in the afternoon. This is how it is at eight o'clock in the morning. This is how it is at, you know, 1030 at night, no matter yeah. what time oh, we it, went, it, they would do that trip two times a week and they would give us, you know, the latest hour, the earliest hour. It was, it's just always like that. That road is never yeah. not yeah. like that. Always, it's it's been like that for 40, 50 years. I mean, I'm talking, it's been like that forever. It's, it's, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I dread it. You know, you're going to go through it, and it's, it's that section I 95 going through the Bronx. You just have no, yeah. And I normally, we would normally avoid it, but I guess, um, the, uh, that, what's the new bridge called? The old, uh, uh, the Mario Cuomo bridge, is it? Or the Cuomo the, bridge? The, the, uh, it used to be the, um, the Tappan Z. Tappan Z is now the Cuomo. Now it's bridge. now. Now, yeah, it's the Mario Cuomo bridge or something like that. Yeah, they renamed. What, what like, they renamed bridges? a lot of those bridges and tunnels down there. What are those New York bridges costing nowadays? So, <laughs> I, I think the GW bridge because you only pay, you pay going into Jersey or going out of Jersey. I can't remember. You which pay one. going out of Jersey into New York. I think it's eighteen dollars. No, you pay out of Jersey. You pay out of Jersey. Pay out, sorry, out of Jersey, Jersey, right? Because we had to do yeah, the yeah. toll once, with, but we had an easy pass. But I think it's eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars across ways. Nine dollars a side, basically. I could be, and I, you know what? My dad may have like the easy pass commuter discount or something like that. So it's, it's. I'll tell you what, man. The toll, the tolls are expensive. It's uh, not like going on the. The Florida Turnpike here, and you go a couple exits, and yeah. it's like you know eighty five cents. It says seventeen. Yeah. It says seventeen without the easy pass. Seventeen dollars. Um, so, Alex, you can actually believe it or not, you can rack up fifty dollars in tolls going within the city itself. Yeah, right. Like uh, going over to Verrazano, uh, you know, Edin, um, the tunnel, which used to be the Battery Tunnel, now it's the Hugh Carey Tunnel because they renamed everything. Yeah, you could rack up some serious um, tolls. Is this the Midtown is, Tunnel still called the Midtown Tunnel? And this is just on bridges. This I is not even so. counting. This is not even counting if I'm coming into the city, right? And I'm going somewhere, and now I got to pay to park as well. I can't imagine oh, that. Yeah, park. 
Ted's gonna be another fifty dollars in the park. Yeah. yeah. So it can it yeah. can cost. So going moving within the city could cost you close to a hundred dollars yeah. in just travel expenses. Just no, getting there. Yeah. If not yeah. more. If not more. It depends on where you park too. Like Coop and I probably still know. Like I had an old lot on the west side. That's like that's hidden. the west side. That's you probably parked in the same lot nobody, I did. Yeah. Nobody knows about it, and there's two next to each other. One of them yep. you park. It's gonna be fifteen dollars an hour. And one of them, they do a special. It's like fourteen dollars a a day or something like day. that. You get six right. hours yeah. or eight hours. Yeah. The, the the key to Manhattan driving is don't cross town. So I always that's why I always learned to park on the the west side's easier to park on. So right. I, I learned that very early on. Side, park on the west side somewhere because you'll find better yeah. parking, and then yeah. you just find your way over there. Find your way over there. You you most of the way you time you you'll walk it. You, uh, but yeah, don't try to drive. Don't try to drive. I was talking to Joe Grow about this when he was up in New York, and and Joe Grow, you know, he did he didn't know, and he yeah he did one of those cross town things, which is a uh. huge mistake. Um, it was a, uh, you know, Paul. It was very confusing when I went up for my dad's memorial last year, uh, because I hadn't been up in about two and a half years. They you were just talking about they renamed all the a lot of the bridges and tunnels. <laughs> yeah. So I see well, this thing like the bridge is the Ed Koch bridge. If yeah, you didn't know that. The Triborough Bridge is the RFK Bridge. RFK which I had bridge. No that's been clue. a while. Oh, that's been a while, though. See, RFK I didn't know about bridge. that one. And we're, we were trying to get directions to the hotel we were going to. And my, and my wife said, you got to take – I don't like GPSs, right? So Because they annoy me. They talk. So my of wife has it on her phone. And she says, got to take the RFK Bridge. I said, I've never heard of the RFK Bridge. I'm like, what is this RFK Bridge? And it turned out it was a Triborough Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are the bridges, you know, when you're, when you're poor and have to commute into Manhattan – yeah. You got to learn the bridges that don't yeah. have, you know, yeah. like the 59th Street Bridge. It doesn't matter how much ways. traffic there is; it's free. It, so, <laughs> yeah, the Ed Koch Bridge, which you referred to, is the Queensboro Bridge, which is the 59th Street Bridge. And a lot of people who don't know New York, if you watch the beginning of Taxi and you watch Taxi going, the Taxi going over the bridge, that's the that's the Ed Koch Bridge. It's going over. So, and actually, in one of the Batman movies, they filmed there, right? So they yeah. didn't pay to officially close the bridge. They paid to close a certain spot of it. I don't remember what it was, but one time I got stuck in traffic over there because they were filming the damn Batman movie. And yeah. they had these cranes sticking out over the bridge with cameras and guys like sitting on like this crane hanging over the side of the bridge. And you like, you're a New Yorker, you get pissed. You're like, I don't give a shit if they have to film yeah. a movie. I got to get home. Like, I, I want to get out of this place. It was like two hours to get over the 59th Street Bridge. But oh, yeah. I, I say I, I become homesick sometimes living here. I'll be like, man, I miss Manhattan. I miss this. I, I miss that. And then when I go back for like a week or two or when, when we do like the month-long trips and stuff, I am ready to come back home. Like Florida is definitely home now. It's just funny how that how that Yeah, this is home for us too now. Um, it's more – and we, like I said, we haven't been up really doing – we haven't done a real good New York trip since 2019. Like – we went up for obviously memorials and funerals, but right, but, but not for like fun or vacation. Yeah, so I, we're we're gonna go next year. We're probably is the plan next year to do it. We're overdue to do it. Would you coop all things considered? Like put everything aside, finances, whatever. If you had an unlimited budget, would you have a place in Manhattan, like or or in the or it's you know in New York? Like, would you do that? I think I feel like coop would have a. Oh, no budget. Coop would have a place in Miami before he'd have a place. Yeah, in I'd have it in Miami. I'd probably have it in Miami. One hundred percent correct. However, I was a few years ago. It was just a little out of my price range. Looking to buy the house I was born in in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Uh, it, yeah, but it was it. 
it was a four family house and it was a lot of money and it was yeah. just yeah I wasn't gonna do that but but I was I was looking at it uh, there was something I there was something intriguing about trying to get that house back um, but it was not really gonna be practical but but I that probably would be buy the house I was born in it was a dump yeah, I mean especially <laughs> cons- considering Coop you just you just burned your last. Uh... Your mortgage, last thing you wanted. Right, right. That was that was a that was the big factor that went into that, um, because actually the neighborhood we I grew up in got like gentrified. It's a really nice area of Brooklyn now. So um, where was it that you grew up, Coop? Bay Ridge. Bay Ridge. Oh, Bay Ridge. Yeah, Bay and Bay Ridge used to be a little rough back when I was a kid. Yeah, Bay Ridge is really, uh, especially if you you know, and there's different parts of it. Um, but the area where I grew up in is really nice. That's Um, like that's like Crown Heights. Like when we were kids, you don't go to Crown Heights. Like my dad was born in Crown Heights, and they moved out of Crown Heights when it got bad. They moved to Bright Beach. To. I'm sure they had to. Yeah. And now, but now that you know, with the the whatever the center is called there, the the arena is right over there. There's like Gap and Victoria's Secret, and like this big walk downtown area. Brooklyn. Yeah, Georgia. it's a, they call that downtown Brooklyn area. Yeah. And and those people there that have had homes in their family, like I I did the improv show, the off Broadway show with a with a girl who grew up there. And her, the house they lived in was same like you're saying, a four-family house, right, with the the four different apartments in it. Her family's owned it for like, I don't know, 100 years. Like her great-great-grandfather bought it. And it was yeah. a big deal that he owned it. And they, I, I think she, she inherited the house now. Yeah. But that house is like, I mean, she's a multimillionaire because of that house because it's a block away from, yeah. from that area. And meanwhile, when she was growing up, she wasn't allowed to go outside and ride her bike. She couldn't go out there. Well, no, I know what you're saying. So I just heard a comment. Said, a time. Yeah, there was a comment from Paul here that he said, uh, Boca Raton's like the sixth borough. I'm like, yeah, it's, it really is. Very, it, it, really, it really, really is. is. Absolutely. Um, the fact I, that I could find Ben's there. <laughs> if it were up to me, I would have moved to Boca. My, my wife uh, doesn't just, like Boca. Boca is not cheap, unfortunately. No. Great school, so. Yeah. But, gentlemen, getting off in New York, how was your Thanksgivings? I'm still hurting. I don't know about hurting, anybody else here. Hurting but, from food? Yeah, like I, you know, my stomach's not used to that that kind of food. And I mean, I love it. I ate like a, a pig. It was great. And yeah. we had a very special dessert. You boys might be interested in hearing. My wife saw some Instagram posts from a, a pastry shop in Brooklyn, a bakery in Brooklyn that makes a cheesecake, a New York style cheesecake, but with um rainbow cookies baked into it in the crust inside so we had we we picked up one of those oh nice. and uh ate Very that nice. which you know still is you went to brooklyn to pick it you guys went to brooklyn to pick it up no you know what we were going to because we were driving through the you know we were going to her dad's house up in new upstate but uh they had like a 15 dollar shipping thing where it delivers the next day. And it's and it's worth it. it. It's probably worth it in that case. I agree. It's right on Knickerbocker Avenue, and I explained to her like just getting over there is gonna, you know, you'll pay. An hour yeah, and a you'll be out of, our tra- out of our way. Yeah, yeah. Cooper, you were uh, you were just home for the holidays. We were at my daughter's house um, in Columbia, South Carolina, so it's about an hour and a half away. Okay. Uh, she tended to. She's taken over Thanksgiving the last few years, and. Uh, you did an amazing spread, my daughter. I mean, I was in food coma. I was in the food coma, uh, which I don't doesn't only happen. I was definitely in food coma this year. Um, yeah, I actually, um, I'm, I, I, 
I passed out at like six o'clock, which I yeah, but rarely, you hosted, right, Alex? Which I I hosted, but I only hosted my family and Marissa's mother and father. There was only, there was only six of us. But um, yeah, I passed out at like six o'clock, which I which I rarely do. So the question: What do you what do you guys prefer? You prefer going to somebody else's house or being home? I still prefer being home. There's benefits to both. Yeah. Right. Because when you're home, you know, you can, once you're tired and full and everything, you know, usually people help you clean up and, yeah. and then you can just sit down and watch football and pass out. You know, that's, that's kind of how I felt this year, man. Even though, you know, it's not, you don't have to do anything. Somebody else saying you don't really have to clean, maybe you help, yeah. you know, you're home, but it's nice to just like, when you're done, you're done. I don't got to drive home. I'm just I'm right. home. I'm done. Right. And when, you know, I have two kids that were born, actually three kids born near Thanksgiving. Um, it was always a tough time um, to go somewhere else, right? And, you know, the expectation is, I'm not really the cook of my family and my wife is, I just, we, we had very simple Thanksgivings for many years when the kids were young. You know, we just, it wasn't, you know, because it was just tough to do that. And um, so it's only when they got a little older is when we started going but I said, I still, we still prefer, like we're doing Christmas at home and I'm thrilled. I don't have to get up and yeah, I don't have to do right. anything with them. Um, right. So you didn't you know, have like, you didn't have like the big Italian Thanksgiving, like with Manigat and, and we did, but we, we, what, we, yeah, we did. But what happened is it, we, like I said, we had three kids born near Thanksgiving under the age of five. Right. Right. And guess where you had to go? Brooklyn. And guess what? It's tough to do in Brooklyn <laughs> Park, right? right we were just talking right. about this. So we did do that, but we missed out on that for a few years because okay. um, it was just tough. A couple of years, I know my mom came out and they did it out at our house, which was really nice. But we couldn't expect them to do that every year. So, uh, yeah, that's that was the problem. Um, like I said, I, I, I kind of – when I heard you were up in New York, at least you were out on Long Island is what yeah. I'm saying. Again, Brooklyn – you know, when I was up there in 2019 – Honestly, I spent an hour trying to find a parking spot in Bay Ridge. Yeah. And I said, never again. I said, if we, next time we do it, we're going to leave the cars at my mom's in Staten Island. We're going to Uber it. I said, I'm not dealing with this. I, I lost an hour trying to find a parking spot. You know, that's and, that's what I say with, you know, what's going on in Philadelphia now. And, and the prices of, of small row homes are skyrocketing. Yeah. And just in my mind, I just I can't imagine paying three quarters of a million dollars for a row home. And having to spend 20 minutes every night driving around in circles looking for a parking spot. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just insane to me. But that's that's big city life. But to, yeah. and, and you know what? When you don't know anything different, you know, Brook, I mean, now Coop is looking at Brooklyn saying this is ridiculous. But when, you know, when you were younger, that's what it was. Like, that's just. It was, but when we lived in Brooklyn, like we didn't have, to, we'd walk, to, we'd walk to my aunt's house. It was like right. it was, it, we all lived in the neighborhood. Um, it was a lot different, so that was never a problem until we all started moving to different places, and then now suddenly it be, we, well, the parking never was different. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was never different. Even my friends that have cars in the city now rarely take them out. Because once you're once you're in a spot like they they have parking spots that are designated to them, but still like just going somewhere within the city limits is just too much. Why? No, if they're going out to Long Island, that's different. They take the car. Uh, I think I mentioned this when my dad um, passed away. He was a car collector and he had garages rented all over the place. 
Oh my I god! I mean, and, and what he was paying in garage rent was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you would just, you, I, you know, it was ridiculous. He shouldn't. Have you been, had to go and, and find the garages, find the cars, all of that stuff. Uh, luckily, before he passed, we had convinced him to down a lot of those, and we took okay. him to auction. Uh, it was one case I won't get into that we did have to kind of do a little uncovering with. So, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, it was, I mean, he's always had that ever since I was a kid, he had these garages and he would, he had long relationships with these, like, you know, renting these garages for like 30 years. I can't oh, Yeah. It was like most people would pay a mortgage and a half for what he was paying with these garages. It's premium so- stuff in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, so what was the, it's become the uh, parking driving one-on-one show. What yeah. was the big hit? What was the big hit at the Thanksgiving dinner table this year? I'm curious. Now, now, all right. You know what? Before that, so mm-hmm. Coop, yep. do you, you do the macaroni and gravy as well, right? You're still we didn't this year, but normally we do. Yeah, my daughter actually did macaroni and cheese this year. Okay, um, but she had a lot of food. But normally we do do the macaroni and gravy. Yes. We always do like managat or baked ziti or something. We did managat, not managat. We well, we so I I did the uh, we did some eggplant rollatini. Oh, so that's beautiful. 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 That's my new that's my new yeah. thing. I have a yeah. I have a recipe down. But what was the uh what was the big star of the show? It was it's always the beef wellington she does. Oh uh, but, her, nice. but her mac but her macaroni and cheese was incredible this year. I mean everyone was just raving up. It was it was not you know it's not craft stuff. She made this homemade. It had a spice in it, almost like a little jalapeno touch to it, which was really good. Um and it was baked, so it was really good. I mean, my my boys were just like Cavering in on that, um, no, beef Wellington. You, you, I, you I, always got to give credit to a good beef Wellington because it is not something that's easy to make. And and they were like my daughter and son in law are picky. If they can't get the right cut of beef for it, they won't do it. I mean, and it was a little bit. They were having a little trouble. They should getting getting the meat to, to their satisfaction. You know, they go to they go to a butcher to get that stuff. They don't fool around with that. Last right. time I was in Vegas for work, I had the best beef Wellington I've ever had in my life. At the win, I forget the name of the the restaurant. It's the one where there's like a stage and a jazz singer, and and it was it was like a five wagyu beef Wellington because we had a client there with us, so we were you know showing off. But let me tell you something, man. I love beef Wellington. Yeah, it, but it, it sucks when you get a bad one. When you and get it, a bad, like that's why said, I won't even try to make it. Yeah, it's always right. tender that they do. It's it's got a nice red tint to it. That's how you uh, want it. Yeah. But did you do it? Did she do a turkey? She did a turkey, but she did actually. Um, she did the turkey, a big turkey a breast, breast in the crock breast. pot, which yeah, is I see a, that a lot. Yeah, this is a which was honestly it was great. It was the no, it was really moist and stuff. It wasn't like it does not doesn't dry out. That's for sure. Right. So, um, so she did that. Oh, and she, you know we were talking about green bean casserole last week, right? She did the green bean casserole. What's the key to it? That snap. And it had that snap. Little snap, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Listen, I get it. Really cooking a turkey stuff. is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it, it's, a it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, you do, Alex. You do like a whole thing, right? You do a wet brine and a dry seasoning. Is that what you were well, saying on, on Facebook? I, I do a wet brine. So on Wednesday, no, on Tuesday, I put the turkey in the wet brine, let it sit for about eighteen hours in that liquid, and. uh then what you do is, you know, you don't want to go from wet brine to, to the point of cooking. That's why I started on Tuesday. When I take it out on Wednesday, you put it in the fridge and you got to let it, you got to let the skin kind of dry out. So it still comes crispy. So yeah, Tuesday, oh. you got basically a day in the wet brine. 
then you want to let the then you want to let the turkey dry out a little bit, or otherwise you're never gonna you're just gonna get soft mush skin, and uh, you know then you're ready to cook on Thursday. You so, take it out of the brine and just put it in a pan and just like, and let dry, it sit. No cover on it. No, no. Well, I didn't cover it this year. I had space; it was on a shelf by itself, so I didn't have to worry about it being around anything. But yeah, I just That's let what it. I meant. So that, you don't because you don't want the moisture to build up in a bag or or right, right. And you just let that. You want to yeah. let that skin dry out. And then, uh, you know, then Thursday, you know, you put your little rub on it and you cook. Yeah. But, um, you know, listen, that's three days of I had a 16 pound turkey. Some guys go bigger, but even a 16 pound turkey, that's a lot of real estate in your refrigerator. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely you know? yeah. We did. We did turkey. My, so this year. So we, because we had some health problems on my side of the family, health problems on my uh, my wife's side of the family, we did. Uh, we normally go to South Carolina to see my father-in-law for Thanksgiving, but this year he wasn't doing it. So we, we flew up to Long Island and we just had dinner at my mother-in-law's house with just her, Stephanie's uh, half sister and father-in-law and, and, um, and whatchamacallit and, uh, and her grandma. So there, there weren't a lot of, maybe there were seven of us or eight of us, something like that. But we did a Turkey and basic, basic. She didn't do much to it other than like, you know, put a seasoning on it. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm one of the few people I think that like absolutely loves turkey and I love it even more. Last night when we flew in, we we brought we bring food with us because it's only a two hour flight. So we brought turkey back with us. Last night I literally just took out a little bit of mayo and had a bag of turkey and I just put a little bit of mayo on the on the turkey and ate the turkey with a little bit of mayo. I love Did, Thanksgiving wait, you turkey. Put, you check this in your bag, the, the food? Always. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, how did you get that? Yeah. Coop, we've wow. been We've been, we don't check it. We, we do carry on, but we've been known. You can my take wife care, I, I didn't really think we can get the carry the food through the carry on. That's why I was we like, brought well, half of that cheesecake back. Yeah. We brought, we've brought whole pizzas. And, the, and what we do is we, in, we take, we buy the pizza, we let it cool. And then we wrap each piece in saran wrap and tinfoil and just pack it in a carry on bag. And we'll bring that back, throw it in the freezer. And we have New York pizza when we want to slice. We do it with bagels. We'll we'll get on we'll get on the flight with two kids, a dog, and two dozen bagels that we'll bring back down to give to some of our friends and freeze here. We we always bring food because there's certain things. And you know, damn it, Coop, we were talking about it, and I was talking about it with my father-in-law. We cannot find good Kaiser rolls here or Kaiser rolls at all that I've found here, like a buttered roll. And Impossible. I had one while I was up there, but I was I was set. I had it set in my head to buy a dozen of them bring them back and freeze them. I just never got to, to go do it, but I had a buttered roll while I was there and it, it was life changing. I got to say, I made it. I made a mistake last night, you know, if after Thursday's food coma, which like I said, I passed out Saturday. I <laughs> figured, you know, last night be the perfect time to make a homemade gobbler. Right. Oh, love them. You know, listen, Look at that. That bread. The good bread, Jimmy C's Boca Raton. That was ah. good bread, yeah. But um, you there's there's never you will there's never a time where you'll be hungry enough to eat that kind of sandwich. It is just <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, you, yeah. there's no such thing as being hungry enough to eat that and not be like disgusted with yourself after the fact. All right, I, I know that I had one when I at Wawa coming back from Florida a couple weeks ago, and I had the same thing. It's like, oh, why did I good, get this? But, and like, it's good, but yeah, you can't. Right, yeah. right. The, yeah, 
I and I like the cold gobblers. See, the one there's ones people do the hot ones with the gravy. Those are just a, a mess, is what I'm just gonna tell you. They don't even go yes. there. Yeah, the hot ones are a mess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of cold leftovers almost exclusively. And then oh, my wife makes fun of me. She's got to heat everything up. But I'll eat I, almost anything cold. Don't put it in the microwave, like like pizza or something. I'd rather have the cold right. pizza. Than I'd rather, I, absolutely. I, air fryer, yes, if I got time. But I will 100% eat the slice of pizza cold before I put it in the microwave. Cold pizza, yeah. big ziti. I'll eat, I'll eat cold. Lasagna is really good cold. I, I actually, I think I prefer big ziti like two days after you make it and it's been in the fridge. Cold. I'll have so, that for lunch. Let me ask you guys a question. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was Black Friday. Does anybody do any shopping on on Black Friday? Or you guys absolutely absolutely not. Your wife uh, doesn't like go out to the stores or anything. When I was a kid, my my mom and cyber, she does everything out. online. My wife, yeah. You but know, I bought a couple I, things on Amazon. I uh, that- I I gotta tell you. I didn't, you know, I, it was cold. It was cold in here yesterday. And, um, so I ran to Walmart real quick just to get a, a sweatshirt. Um, it wasn't no, packed. Crazy. No, it wasn't packed. I don't, I think a lot of, first of all, I don't think the deals are as good as they used to be. I don't think there's like $400, you know, 65 inch TVs anymore. That shit's gone. And I went there, I got in, I grabbed it. A sweatshirt i got in line uh and and i was gone it didn't seem like the craziness and just in general looking in parking lots and driving past target i i don't i don't know if uh, uh Fri- black friday is what it used to be you know no. i don't i didn't see any videos online of people right. fighting outside of walmart and all no that stampedes. stuff um well one of my sons he works retail um for verizon at the and he said they had they didn't have the traffic they expected. He had to go in at seven in the morning too. They, they he said, they, it, while it was steady all day, he goes, they didn't have all that. Um, but the other thing he was telling me was COVID changed everything with with those midnight sales. Sure. Um, and they stopped doing it because of COVID. So, and I think they the, these stores finally wised up that they don't do these these things don't do anything for them, right? So, I think they're moving away from those crazy TV sales at midnight. Maybe a few places still do it. People can correct me. Uh, but Alex, I had the same experience. Joe Grow was in town, and I went to meet him yesterday. Um, and I figured I was going to need a lot of time with traffic, um, and I didn't need that time at all. And I was going past a couple of malls and shopping centers, and there were parking spots, you know. So it, it, this is about ten in the morning. Yeah, we so, we flew out yesterday. I I left New York at like ten forty, and I mean we fly out from the Long Island airport, so we didn't go to. Go uh, you to went JFK to Islip. You went to Islip. Yeah, we always go direct to Islip. It's usually a little yeah. bit more expensive, and it's only it's worth it. Worth it, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's still worth it because it's going from PBI, which is, I mean, it's an international airport, but it's small, and going to another tiny airport, Islip. You know, that really has technically three airlines, and uh, there were, I mean, our plane wasn't full, and there there was there was only one direct flight that day. It, it was nice. I there, I think there were probably about forty empty seats on the plane. Jer- so, Jeremy Dasher, that's that's a good point too. A good point. You, yeah, you do see a lot of a lot of people starting a little earlier, probably to alleviate that insanity all on one day and fistfights and all that. But I was but, disappointed uh, by the deals that I saw. Well, we- I was just going to say that too. I agree with yeah. Casey, man. It's not just that it's the the deals are on a lot of shit you don't want. Right there, yeah. You know, I've seen in in North Carolina a few stores, a cigar stores tried have tried Black Friday and it usually fails. Because they can't get discounts to compete with some of the bigger houses. 
Um, right. And like, you know, when you go in, you're offering 10% or uh, buy four, get one free. It, it's, it's still not. It's not enough. So like it, the, the cigar stores, I'm talking to the small mom and pop, it's failed miserably, uh, Black Friday. I can um, imagine that Black Friday is a big day for you guys at the shop, Alex. I, I, all the guys that are in town come by in, that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's decent. I mean, obviously it's bigger for us online. Um, but I, I just, I don't, I think that in general, there's just not as many people looking to trek out on, on these kind of days, whether it's cigars, you know, obviously besides the guys that are coming here and during the day and, uh, but just people in general looking to go by on crazy days. I don't, I don't think, uh, it's what it used to be. The one difference I saw this year, so when I met Joe at the cigar place, there was no Black Friday sales. The lounge was empty. It's a big place we went to. However, the Dolphin Jet game was on at three, and by the time I What is that? I wanted to get to that. What is that about? Why was there a three o'clock Friday game? They had to give Amazon a game because Amazon lost a Thursday game because of the... That that makes sense. Yeah, because it was on Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because Amazon gets Thursday night football, but I guess they they weren't going to give up Thanksgiving. Yeah, and what happened is Thanksgiving, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and Fox. Will have those games locked, right? Right. And by right. the way, Detroit should absolutely – it's about time to take that game away from Detroit. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad game it's every time. year, bad halftime game. Take that game out of Detroit. I'm sorry. They don't it's deserve tradition. to have it anymore. It's tradition, uh, man. Yeah, look, it, it was hor- it's horrible. <laughs> give it to the team. Give it to a team that's earned it, you know? I, I agree. I know it's it's been a, it's been a tradition forever, but um, yeah, it's just a bad game. You know, maybe spread, very, spread it around a yeah. little bit. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, it was. A- my dad's a Jet fan, but you know he doesn't have Prime. My sister has Prime. I have Prime, and I guess he just really wanted to watch football yesterday. He was like scrambling for a password from somebody to to log in his TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting oh, off the flight. I was like, ask Catherine for hers. She she's got Prime. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So they they had that on yesterday, and um, um, you know, it's just I don't know why the like, I could have told you not to pick the Jets to put on a, but uh, you know, uh, right. but I heard it was, right. I heard actually at the game it started snowing. Uh, oh, I don't get stuck, but I think they had some snow at the end of the game. Well, right when yeah, the game we were, was, we were uh, we were actually pretty busy here for the game. You know, a lot of people are all for takeoff oh, that Friday. So a lot of people actually, can't, yeah. It, surprisingly it turned out to be a good time for a game yeah yeah and i think that's what happened where i was people wanted to go places to get together and smoke and watch the game um so the store we were in started trickling traffic in in the afternoon a lot and it wasn't people going in for black friday sales it was watch that football game i mean whatever whatever gets them to come in and you know smoke cigars and yeah yeah buy drinks and coffee whatever works but I, 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 I imagine that yesterday was a good day. Yeah, a few of the cigars. Yeah, I was gonna say a few of the cigar stores on Thursday night open up for the game, because my son used to work retail, and he would have to he would go he'd volunteer to go in on that Thursday night, like for the late game um, after dinner. The guys, game, the guys can't spend any more time with their family after after Thanksgiving right, dinner. They're right, get the hell right. Out of there. Well, we can't, they well, can't I'm, smoke. I'm, Sure, yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure yeah. Vinny, Vinny in the Smoking Del Rey store, he he usually yeah. opens up late later in the afternoon yeah. for that very reason. You know, it's a good time to open up. People want to. What about Thanksgiving get Eve? Out. Is that a big night in Boynton? Um, not really. 
Thanksgiving Eve is a real amateur hour type of night. You know, that's when young kids who are home from college all get yeah, together yeah. and go out. And we, we just we don't have those crowds. Um, it's a regular night. You know, guys were hanging out and stuff. But, uh, you know, that's where the, the clubs and the, you know, the, the more young people bars, bars kind of get back because yeah. it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's an amateur. It's an we, amateur. Were talk- yeah. we were talking about that because we, we were like, you know, it was it was like nine o'clock on on Thanksgiving Eve. And we were all like in our pajamas watching a movie, sipping tea at my mother-in-law's house. And, and Steffi was like, remember when we used to go out and like, this was the big night. This one. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's because it's all the young kids coming home from college, getting together, going out. But I feel like even after college, I still went out. Like that was still a night to go out. Like I still met up with people and and the bars were packed. It was 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 in your twenties, even, you know, maybe early thirties, but eventually, you know, I don't even yeah. want to be on the road Thanksgiving Eve because no, yep, no, us too. Uh, we were well. It's the busiest travel night day of the year, isn't it? Uh, Thanksgiving yeah. Eve. Or maybe it's yes. not now, but I, th- I think it used to be. It, yes. it used to, without a doubt, be the worst traffic day of the year. I, re- I remember that in the airports, it's the one of the worst. And then usually the Sunday following Thanksgiving is a bad airport day too. That's what, and you know what? Yes. But with the prices this year, so the reason why we flew in yesterday and not on Sunday is because like. You know, listen, I got to pay for uh, two kids, my wife, me and the dog. And I think the difference in price was like it was like thirteen hundred dollars for all of us to fly back on Friday. If we flew back Saturday or Sunday, it was like thirty three hundred dollars. Like it was that much of a difference to fly back on Saturday or Sunday. It was a no brainer. Why? Why would you throw away that kind of money? Air, Air travel is so expensive now. It's gotten ridiculous, yeah. In fact, we're looking to do Europe this year, and the, the flights are expensive. Now, the DR, I have a trip to the DR going in February. I'm surprised. The, the, I'm actually getting ready to buy my airfare because it's really cheap. Oh, really? What I would Yeah, I mean, it's like round trip, like $400. Randy Bush, so. maybe check Cyber Monday for your uh, Shinesty underwear deals. <laughs> Everybody's a Shinesty fan now. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Monday is usually a big a big deal too. I never, oh, I never, like I said, never uh, got it. It's interesting because you know we, I'm the one with older kids right now, and I can just tell you we we don't do a lot. Like they, we just get them gift cards at this point. You know, they're all in their twenties. You know, my wife tries. You don't, to maybe you get, them don't get them like a, like find out like one big thing that they want and buy it for them. You just give them a they're, gift they're, card. They're, they're they're in their twenties. I mean, and my daughter's in her thirties. It's not. Listen, it's, man, I get it. At eight. My son is becoming hard to shop for. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, what does he do? He doesn't really play yeah. with toys anymore. You know, he's big right. in the, he likes his video games and stuff. And I, I'm kind of old school and, like, it drives me nuts because, I mean, what do I do? I can I can get him a $1,000 a, a in, in gift cards for his Nintendo Switch and the games he plays. But to me, it's like, uh, that looks like shit under the tree. I, I feel, yeah. I always feel like there's not enough under the tree. Right. So it becomes right. harder and harder. To shop for a kid and, and he's eight so at 20 yeah. yeah well here's a gift card see you later what are you yeah. gonna do i'm having trouble at eight already yeah my wife and i we don't exchange big gifts either we usually get us each we, we'll maybe buy us something right before christmas and we, then we do kind of a charity thing is what we've been doing we just you know it, it's you know and I, we don't want to just get a gift for the sake of getting a gift um like i got like my wife got me a dupont lighter this year so um oh you know, wow very yeah, yeah. So um, that was something I wanted, um, and, and it's, it's right around my birthday's in December too, so it kind of makes it easy. 
that's funny be, because I uh, I told Marissa I may I may want that new Dupont Slimmy for. Uh, for oh her. really? Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. those new Duponts. I got the Deppy Jet. It was really nice, and it was a good deal. We had got it so. The Slimmy is the real thin one, right? Like the, the real, no, not the Slim Seven. It's it's the whatever the new one came. They or I don't know. Is it the Slimmy? There was like a, a biggie or a fatty and a Slimmy. They just came out. Right, there's a fatty, a Slimmy, and then there was like a Twiggy that looked like a cigarette lighter. Yes, yes. It's yes. the one in between. It's the Slimmy. Yeah, the one in between. Kind of. I think we kind of showed here on the show, but the Slimmy was a little smaller than that. And you that can fit it one. in your pocket. Yes. Like, is it one that's comfortable in your pocket? The Slimmy that's always looks my like thing. It is. I love those lighters. I think they're so cool, but they're not like practical for carrying. I mean, I guess you shouldn't really carry around something that. I don't. I don't leave the house with mine. Uh, but there's mine. Turn it to the side, yeah. Coop. Okay. Let me get Coop yeah. in there on the Oh yeah, that that's a definitely extreme. They're great. They're great. They're lighters. great. Yeah, my wife. We we got a really good deal to get it, and uh, I said that's what I want, and she's like, fine. Get it. You know, what, you know what one I like. I don't know which one she has, but the one that Nicole Tobacco has that has like the gold, almost like a splash of gold leaf yeah, on it. Well, yeah, we we worked with the tobaccos to get this. I'll just say that. So oh, I'm sure they, they have. They have the connections. They have connections. They got the yeah, connect. So. That one she has say. though is like I could see that in like a Trump hotel. You know, like it, it's black with the yeah. like almost like a black car paint with the specks in it, and then the, the yeah. specks of. Splash of gold. It looks really cool. That's a sharp lighter. Matt and Nicole are into their accessories. I can tell you that right. They're really, they have a lot of good cigar accessories. Well, that'll go away soon with the baby now. No, they like this. I can tell you that. This is the Slimmy, Paul. Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah. See, I like that. It kind of has that line two look, but it's got the flat flame. Yeah, it doesn't have have the flip top, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's got the flat flame torch, and it doesn't have the price tag. It doesn't have the price tag of the line two flip top either. Yeah, which I like like that. I'm not a big fan of the soft flames with cigars. I know people love them. I'm not a big fan of that. I just feel like it takes longer. To light it anyway, but with, Dupont with Dupont flame. makes a good soft flame. What I'll say is Dupont makes one of the best soft. If you're gonna get a soft flame, spend the money and get the Dupont. They have some that aren't quite as yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, like I, line line eights are a little cheaper. They're a little smaller, yeah. but they're nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that yeah, one. That one's cool. Do you guys carry cool. that at the store, Alex? Yeah, we we got some in. We got some in recently. I was like, oh, might, yeah. might want one of those. Yeah, I never, but I never leave the house with those. I have another. I have a, sure. a maxi jet. I don't leave. I don't leave with that one either. They stay here. Right, right. I don't blame you. You know, there's some lighters. You know, it's not the end of the world if you lose them. There's yeah. other ones that it's you know yeah. be devastating. I, I'm not extravagant. There's two extravagant things I have. Maybe is the, is the Dupont lighter and I have a Montblanc pen. I got those. Those nice. are the two things I've. Uh, and that Montblanc pen I've had for 25 years. So. I have one too. Somebody just gave me one. My dad just gave me one. I don't well, know where it is. Oh, I just is. changed the ink in it. That's it. Yeah, it just it's it looks go. nice. Mine's like the. I, I think it's the cheapest one they make, but I just it does write well as long as it you buy write, the right ink. You, you got to buy, buy the, the buy, ink. buy the Mont Blanc ink. Don't yeah. don't fool around with the ink. Yeah, it's. Right. I just tell you that. Right. I always wanted to get a nice pen, but the only place I would use it is here, and I can't even keep a ten dollar pen here. It winds up. I see it on somebody else's desk. So. You know, I, I, I do travel I with a, that. I have a Tiffany's pen that that happened with when I worked at Tiffany and Company. Yeah. After your first year, they I, they used to give it to you, 
but by the time I was there, they they like give you a discount on one. So, but I think I spent like twenty five dollars on it on a sil- sterling yeah. silver pen, and it was so cool while I was working there, and I'd have big deals, and I'd. But now the thing it sits in my drawer here, and it's tarnished, and it's like not impressive at all. Like, I don't know. I like this. I, I know it's probably not the the best Mont Blanc, but it's. It's, it works it's, great. It'll, it's, it'll last you a long time. Yeah. And it's here. Like, it doesn't leave my office. Like, if yeah. I was in an office still, I wouldn't bring it in. Because the same thing, Alex. Like, I, my pens would disappear. I used to buy the Papermate pens. Yeah. And I'd buy, like, 25 packs of them. Because yeah, they would disappear daily. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the one thing I'm old school with with my sales teams, um, my day job, is when we have a sales meeting, no laptops, no phones, no tablets. You take notes on paper. And I'm, that's the one thing I'm just adamant about. Um, I understand the, the need for that, but it, I, it's the thing that drives me crazy because a lot of prep work goes into these meetings, and you you take notes on paper is what I tell or, or or don't take them at all. That's fair. What, you don't like when they type them out? No, but, yeah, but well, people don't do that. that. People are doing other shit. They're doing other right. shit on that. Right. And I know they're not paying right. attention. So, right. yeah. Right. It's you know, one, it's, uh, Abe will do it yeah. to me all, all the time. It's funny because uh, for the most part, I take, you know, notes on my phone real quick or set reminders and he'll be talking and I'm doing stuff and he'll be like, are you playing chess? I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm writing the damn shit down. So I, I oh, get please. it. It's, it's He's the worst. He's the worst shit. with that. He's the worst with that. He's always on his phone when you're in a meeting and and then he won't respond. So you're not sure if he's listening. Most of the time that is, is the listening. worst. If yes, you see why there's a delayed know. phone response for me, that's why. Because I'm still very – when I'm in meetings and stuff, I don't keep the phone on. He'll, he'll literally uh, do I'm, this while you're meeting with him. Yeah. And then you'll ask him a question, and you get this. I yeah. I like I like that Coop is – can easily put his phone down. Like I even know, um, you know, during a Phillies game or, or an important – like there's no texting between me and Coop until after the game. There's no great touchdown. <laughs> it goes on. I will there's put it, nothing I, until I will put it in game. another room. I will put it in another room. <laughs> wow. So I don't need Yeah, I'm yeah, very, very lucky. Yeah, I drive people crazy because sometimes they'll get a delayed text, man. But look, I said – especially the best part is when I'm in a meeting virtually at work and they want to text. I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm not going to get distracted. I don't want to – because even when I'm on a camera, I don't want to look like I'm multitasking. Sometimes I do. I'm not right, going to lie. Right, it happens. Right. Probably sure. on this show it happens. Um, but I, even with this phone, I, I sometimes if you, we, we text during the show, I wait till I don't see it till the break. Right. Right. And you don't always respond. You'll look at it and not like know that it's then there. I'll forget. Yeah. I'll look at it and I'm like, yeah, and then I forget to respond, which is another problem. I saw the text I do that too. Yeah. I do that too. I don't like, know. Oh, yeah. Well, when I'm done, I'll respond to that. And then I totally yeah. forget to respond yeah. to whatever it was I was supposed to respond to. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I want. For Christmas, I, I haven't made any kind of usually we make a list with a couple of things so that like family can go on Amazon, whatever. Like we still exchange gifts. My parents usually they'll ask Steph and I what we want. We want some uh, some rocking chairs for for the porch here. So I sent them a link and he's like, all right, it's coming your way like that. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like we don't really surprise anybody with anything. No. It's all the kids with the underneath of my desk now because I, I got rid of my closet in my office to put a Murphy bed in. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was waiting for the Murphy bed to have this big blowout sale for for Black Friday because they told I called them and they said they're going to have a big blowout sale. It's like $250 off. I'm like, oh, that's not enough for me to buy it right now. Like, we can wait to spend that kind of money. That's the bed that goes in the cabinet, right? Yeah, Yeah, but this one, I want it because it has a couch. 
So when it's in my office, it looks like it belongs in here. It's not just a cabinet. And it's the ones, see, I shouldn't even say this. It's the company that makes them for Disney. But I really of like course, those bags because I've slept on them many times. But they're expensive. They're they're based in upstate they're New York. They're a thousand bucks. They're probably a thousand bucks at least. Maybe a thousand? More. Try five thousand, Coop. Really? Okay. Cheap. But the couch is a decent couch. You can see, you know, like it's it's all really good quality stuff. And it's sell, you don't have to mount it to the wall. And here we have uh, steel studs and concrete right behind that wall so i don't know if the, yeah. even screwing something in there with i don't know i, I want something well, easy to put together and well, Paul, whatever i would think you and your wife you'd be the easiest people to buy a gift for why would you say that just go to disney right? <laughs> i mean I'm, serious. I'm not i'm not joking on this one even Wouldn't if he it has it already i think he'd have no problem having two of whatever it is if someone just found a way to find a Mickey Mouse thing, or, you know, something, I'm just, I don't think it would be hard. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I saw, I, there was one year I saw something for you, Paul, with Mickey Mouse. I forget what it was, but it was, again, yeah, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, well, you can't I, go wrong with you with a Mickey Mouse gift. I mean, be serious. Right, right. I guess that's true. I guess that's All true. All right, folks. It's about that time. We're going to take yep. a quick break. Second half, we have some name that jam, and uh, I may bring back a little. Uh, how old are they to kill some? Time oh, some oh, very nice. Okay, okay, good. All right, keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodel from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive, but has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve here with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium, handmade, name brands that you can find in any brick-and-mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. 
Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons and what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? <laughs> well, great. It's perfect. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio on a Saturday morning. Oh, sorry, Alex. Did I jump in on your... Uh... Nah, you're good, brother. I figured you had it. I figured you were... Uh... <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're good. Uh, I just realized I didn't put my green screen up, and we're talking That's... about all this Disney stuff, and I'm Paul, surrounded just, by Disney you know, everywhere. We're glad you made it, Paul. We had little faith in you. We had. Well, we, we were like, yeah, it looked like... Uh, I said, we're doing this show as a duo. As a duo. <laughs> As a duo, uh, we we were just wanting to know what the we were just the excuse was probably yeah, going to be yeah, the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> we banked on your kid stuck his hand in the mustard jar, but yeah, <laughs> no, it was a, it was a good morning. We were up bright and early. The, everybody was excited because you know we we took the small dog with us, but uh, the other dog stayed with her trainer for the week. I think it was the longest she's ever been away, seven days. So she got dropped off last night. Which is what's great about this guy. He boards it, he picks up the dog, and he brings the dog back. I don't have to go anywhere. Um, but anyway, so she was up this morning with the kids. They were all playing. We were outside. They were riding bikes. Axel learned how to ride a two-wheeler about a month ago. So now 
every chance he gets to go outside, he jumps on his bike and rides up and down the cul-de-sac here. But he falls every, you know, I don't know, every 10 minutes or so. Yeah, that's all right. That's, all that's right. good. I mean, it's better that they don't – you get him off those training wheels as fast as possible. Right. You know, I wish we had done it sooner because he's so good at it. You know, yeah. a lot of people use those push bikes now. Yeah. 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 Which I which we that. had, but they never really yeah. took to those for some reason. We had yeah. one of them. Somebody gave us like an old one. Uh, I- but it just they never like were able to do it. Yeah, I was really into trying to ride, uh, and I was able to do it. It was just to go on the unicycle, which is another skill oh, to try to. That's a Very hard, yeah. It took, and it's, it takes a lot. I mean, I couldn't do it now. I can tell you that it needs a lot of strength <laughs> to do it, yeah, and coordination, uh, yeah. As per uh, as per Randy Bush's comment, what are you smoking, Coop? This uh, I actually went Perdomo again, and I went Perdomo 10th anniversary today. Listen, as per Randy, there's 10,000 podcasts where you can listen to guys talk about rapper binder filler all you want. Okay? This is Saturday morning radio. Yeah, we got some cigars, and we like the bullshit. Okay? Yeah. I'm actually smoking, since we're on that subject, uh, I'm actually smoking a, uh, a Stillwell Holiday. Why 2023? I still haven't tried one of those. I, got, I have to, I get, I have to order those. some of them, yeah. The new one's out now, right? Yes, yeah, I saw Sokka's comment. He's like, eh, if you didn't like last year's, you know, you're not gonna like this year's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Sokka being Sokka. Now, the but still, it's, well, it's an aromatic, like it, it, yes, it's like pipe yes. tobacco. Okay, yes, so yes. yeah, but he put the Connecticut shade on it this year, and that's the first still well to not use a Habano wrapper. So, so he did a shade yes. wrapper with it. Yeah, yes, so he kind of he he branched out this year. I uh, I, I actually it. I bought a couple of the Wagashis while I was at the shop. The, for the for the whatever it was called the release yeah. and i brought a couple of them up to new york with me and that's how was that's, it dude i listen i hate that i hate saying this because i really love the brulee blue like really love it man i like that cigar better i really do i don't know what it is about it it's i, I don't know if it's that it's creamier smooth i mean it's not like a eat a steak dinner and, and smoke that for me. Like that would be like a, a sin compromiso or something like that. But that, I don't know, man, for like just having a cigar at like four o'clock in the afternoon, like chill. It was, I love it. I really do. Yeah. For, for a guy who makes a lot of, a lot of full of bodied stuff, Saka really does well with uh Connecticut shade wrappers. Cool. He does. The old he does. Pepsi can. You see that? You see yeah. That Pepsi? I have no, I'm not Diet Coke. So it's uh this is Diet Pepsi. Yeah. They went back to the oh, old yeah. school can. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I thought you were a Coke guy, Coop. He just said he's yeah. out of Diet Coke. So. I'm out of Diet Coke, yeah. You know, oh, you got to okay. do what you got to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get uh, let's get the second half started in traditional fashion. Yeah. And uh, let's test our crew and see if they can name that jam presented by Give me a really good intro. I mean, I gave you a long – come on, Paul. All right, here we go. Abe was was better last week. I got to say this. Abe Abe was on point last week. Yeah, Abe was touching buttons. All right, come on. Let's name that jam. Buy our cigars. Let's go. Righty. Okay, so this week I'm I'm taking it back. I'm heading to Coop's territory. I'm taking it back to a little Ooh. disco this week. 
And it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see if I can get Coop, and we'll see if I can get the rest of you guys. Hit it, Paul. Wow. I have no clue. That's just, a just tough zero. one. You can't say that, you've never heard that. that I've rip. heard it. This is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. I think I've heard it in adult films. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. Give it a coop one more time. Give it a coop. One more time, coop? All right. Yeah. I don't see anybody in the comments either. Yeah, this is a tough one, but I've heard this one. Yeah, great job, try, great job yeah, trying. Good job, to cheat. Tom. Way to cheat. Yeah, yeah. Way to cheat. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Just, disco, no clue. This is. A I mean, you know, your disco and have no clue. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, how about this one? We got a couple of guesses. Not the original. Half a point for Anthony because it was used in that song, but not not the original version. Coop, do you give not up? I give up. I give up on this one. This is really hard. Yeah, I have no clue. All right, I can't. I can but I should know this song. That was a tough one. Uh, maybe I went a little too tough this week. I have no. never even heard that song. I've heard it. I've heard of her. Yeah, I've heard of her. That you, you, you hit it right when you hit the adult thing. I, I, <laughs> That's what right. it sounded like. It sounded like a like a nineteen. I've heard that song a lot. The problem is one of those songs I couldn't have probably gotten the artist up front. Yeah, that's what I was thought about too. Even if you got the uh, even if you got the song, the artist was going to be tough. But it, Anthony Rossici gets half a point because that beat was used in. The, here come the hot stepper. Yeah. Uh, so you know, right. the, the, disco, the disco era produced a lot of one-hit wonders. That's what yes. people don't realize. Yes, yes. Um, A lot of one-hit wonders, a lot of female one-hit wonders. Yeah, it was just very conducive to that. Why do you and think a, it, Why do you think disco died the way it did so dramatically, Coop? You know, I believe it was overexposure is what happened. Just and... It was too much. Uh, you know, when you, and I've seen it now a little bit with Taylor Swift, and we've been debating if there's going to be a Taylor Swift backlash, but I think there was a backlash. And then that, that whole thing in Chicago shouldn't be underestimated because there was a D, that guy who started that whole disco demolition night was a DJ that got fired from a radio station that converted the disco. So he was just feeding on it. And there were a lot of people who were rock fans that were really feeling threatened by disco, too. So... I don't think disco ever completely died, but the, you know, it became dance music, electronic, you know, music, whatever. Right. right. There's still a mainstay uh, of disco songs, like at weddings and whatnot, but like, I mean, listen. That's a hardcore disco song that you heard here, though. That's not something you hear in a wedding, but that's a hardcore, there was some very hardcore songs that were out. And they're and they're just they've just like disappeared from the mainstream at this point. You know that's what well, I'm saying. There was so much music then, and yeah. so much of it is just gone now. I'll I'll tell you where disco lives on heavily. There are a lot of a lot of hip hop songs sample out of sample, disco. Yeah, okay. yes, because of the drums, because of the the yeah. bass riffs. There's a lot of sam. You know, you don't see a little disco much. There's a lot of sampling of that disco era. 
you, in Europe, uh, the Europe, European dance music kind of does that too. Um, you know, but it was about 15 years ago, Madonna released a disco album and she sampled a lot of big time disco songs in there. Um, like she, I know she went after like, um, several ones that were put in there. And it was like meant to take you back to a late 70s disco album. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, um, it's weird how it came and, and it, and it, you know, as far as it being the predominant genre, it just kind of died quickly. I am known as a disco fan, like don't give me, but it's funny because when I go to a disco club, I was never the guy on the dance floor. Like if you saw me, never. I was the guy. Like if I was hanging out with the guy who was like the John Travolta guy who danced, and I'd be like John Travolta's buddy sitting sitting in the corner having seven and sevens. That that would be me. In a leisure shirt, opened it down here. Like, no, it wasn't me. No, I, no. I want to see a picture of Coop in like a '70s leisure suit with bell bottoms on. Because <laughs> I, I, by the time I was going to, it was it was early '80s. Uh, you know, you know, that was my point at that point when I when I started kind of going. So we were already out of the '70s. Disco hadn't totally ever died in New York by that point. It's disco kind of held on in a few areas for a while, New York and Chicago in particular. You know, my one, one of the exposure to cool... disco. Oh, go ahead, Alex. No, no, go ahead. My only exposure to disco was that, I mean, they were obsolete by the time I was around, but I still had a record player and I had that Mickey Mouse disco album. That was it with Disco Duck on there. <laughs> that was my only exposure to to disco as a kid. Disc, disco Duck, you know, uh, yeah, that's a classic. Disco you know, Duck, I remember when that one came of the, out. One of the coolest stories I, I heard, I might have said this before, but, uh, you know, Dave Grohl, when he, when he talks about, uh, you know, his drumming and like, smells like teen spirit and that intro you know he says he that was stolen directly from gat band and tony thompson that i mean he's 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 a total disco drum guy yeah they did the dgs they did the whole dgs thing that they did uh um yeah for for a guy who's a grunge punk right he's his drums are are disco drums And, and tony thompson you mentioned him he was from chic and he was in power station yeah He's one of the greatest drummers of all time. Absolutely. He Absolutely. almost got, he almost was the replacement for Led Zeppelin. That's, That's how right. great he You was. mentioned that before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He came very close. And, and then yeah, was some... he, he could play those hard, those hard drums. Yeah. He had a car accident or something and he couldn't do it. But Tony Thompson was the guy. He was revered. Even though he came from the disco segment, he was re- all these rock people. They understood how good he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. You guys want to play? You guys want to play? A little, it, how how it? Yeah, I do. All right. So, uh, this is a little segment we came up with a little bit of fun. Uh, maybe it's not up Tommy Callahan's uh, avenue. Yeah, who's been like torture in the comments. What the heck? I mean, paint drying on the wall. So, Did this is how this is how channel. we feel <laughs> about his social media posts. It's actually we roles are reversed today. So the, the, the way he feels now is how we feel about his Facebook post. <laughs> but we're going to play. Coop and Paul are going to go head to head. We're going to play a little game we call How Old Are They? And in this game, I am going to throw up a celebrity, and they will try to guess how old that celebrity currently is. And uh, we will see who comes closest. I have eight rounds here. 
I feel like okay. I did pretty well at this last time. You I'm did. You did. If I remember, goals. you did decently. I think yeah. Abe did awful in the last one. He's not here. But, uh, and Abe wanted to change the rules. I remember. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. Of course, yeah. he did. Abe, yeah. is the Abe always wants to change the rules. Yeah. Tight technicalities. Yeah. All right. Starting with our first celebrity. The uh, the man who will probably outlive us all, Keith Richards. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> all right, so how does this go? All right, we'll go so Coop's first in this round. Okay, eighty. Coop goes eighty. I'm gonna go with oh. this game. I'm gonna play this a little bit. I think he's seventy-eight. Keith Richards poll has seventy-eight. Well. That is a split. Keith Richards is actually 79. Ah. So half we have a point. split here. All right. Half half a point. Point. Wow. We were in that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a terrible picture. You know, you know what's funny? The guy who looked the healthiest in the Rolling Stone. It's not funny, but the guy who was the healthiest in the Rolling Stone was Charlie Watts, and he's the guy who dropped dead. And he's dead. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go figure it out. Yeah. All right. Keeping with our uh, Keeping with our stones. Let's go to number two, Mick Jagger. Now, who goes and first? And Paul, you can start it off. 76. Mick Jagger, 76, Paul has. Cooper? 77. Coop, 77. He's playing Paul's game. Mick Jagger is actually 80. Somehow well, he's actually older than Keith Richards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's Coop. Go figure. So that's a that's a point for Coop. Yeah. All right. Jeez, right. oh, I thought Moving he was on. younger. Moving on to the next genre. We're going Coop's favorite actor, Joe Pesci. Wow, I haven't seen a recent picture of Joe Pesci. Coop, you get I'm to gonna, start this one off. I'm going to go 71. 71, Coop goes. 73. Paul goes 73. And oddly enough, Joe Pesci is also older than Keith Richards at 80. Wow. So he looks Paul better than Keith Richards. I gotta be, I mean, <laughs> Paul gets that one, yeah. He looks way better. Wow, I, I would not have gone 80 with him, yeah. All what right, moving on. In anything recently? I don't think so. Thank goodness. I mean, no. he, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, I haven't that, seen anything since the Irishman. I think. Right, the Scorsese thing. That's it. Yeah, Thank which goodness. was no. which was <laughs> awful to me. All right, keep it in the category. You can't have Joe Pesci without De Robert De Niro. And uh, I think Coop started that one. So Paul, you're going first here. So De Niro is younger than Pesci in my mind. And I'm going to say that he is 70. Got De Niro at 70. Coop? 79. 79. Says uh, yeah, look at that neck. He Paul, what's the uh what's the what's the what's the chat saying for De Niro? 80, 78, 80. He was in Godfather 2, you gotta remember. Yes. Yeah, so... But he was a young man. In so, that. yes, that is true. The winner of this round is Cooper. I didn't realize this when I when I when I made this list, but a lot of these guys are right around the same age. De Niro is eighty as well. Wow! Wow! So, 
De Niro, Pesci, and Mick Jagger are all 80 and, and, a, and a year older than Keith Richards, the, the man <laughs> who will outlive us all. <laughs> all right. You're a strange cat, man. He is a strange, strange human. You know, I, I met him once, but but even like watching him in interviews, like I'd much rather just see him act. I don't He's want a great to- actor. I, I can... I can- have well, no use from otherwise listen, people forget man a lot of these guys they're, they're you know they're there's a difference between like when you look at when you look at when you look at like the sopranos right a lot of those even even james gandolfini he was like a thespian he was you know james gandolfini was an actor all those other guys were like street guys that became actors. <laughs> yeah. You know, De Niro, <laughs> yeah, those guys were De Niro, Pacino, and and uh, Pesci. These guys, yeah. they, they weren't. They're not street guys. These guys yeah. were actors, were Italian actors that were able to play these roles well. But right. you know, don't don't think you're gonna you're meeting Jimmy Conway when you meet Robert De Niro. You know, it's not, <laughs> you know, Al Pacino is more King Richard than he is uh, Michael Corleone. Right, yeah. right, right, right. right. You know? All right, moving on, moving on. We're switching it up a little bit. Uh, this round is Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. So I think I know this one. I think too, I went first last time, right? So it's Coop. Yeah, so yeah. it's Coop's go here. 55. Coop goes 55. I think you're a little old, Coop, because I think he's closer in age to me. I think he's 48. See, I think he's close. I think he's almost the same age as me. That's why. Paul goes 48. What's the chat got going on, Paul? Uh, 49, 50, 53. He, I know he's not 40 because he's older than me. I know that. He's a lot older than 40, yeah. But I think he's – I think he's – either he is 50 or he's just under 50. I probably went a little higher with that now I'm thinking about it. But, yeah, I'm probably went a little higher on it. So yes, Leonardo DiCaprio is actually forty nine. Paul, yeah, okay, Paul got to. All right, we're tied Move. up right now, Coop. Just saying, we are yep. tied up two and a half, two and a half. Moving in, kind of in the same range, not necessarily age wise, but genre wise. Brad Pitt. Ooh, that's a good one. Is that a current photo of him? I don't know. I think. I think so. Wow. Yeah, you know Brad Pitt's one of those guys that I feel like if you got a photo from 15 years ago and a photo from today, it probably doesn't look not much not much of a difference, right? Yeah, son of a bitch. But I believe that's fairly recently. And this is for me to go, right? This is for you to start, Paul. 56. Paul goes 56. And Cooper, 60. Coop goes 60. What's the chat say? What do we got? Uh, engage, we got it says engage Paul's man crush. <laughs> uh, 61, 54, 55, 56, 60, 65. Brad, that would, that's pushing it. I don't think yeah, he's that old. 65 is pushing, but not as much as you think. Brad Pitt is actually 59 years old. I got so that you said, How old did you say, Coop? Coop? 60. 60. That's what Coop 60. got it. Wow. I All right. Believe. I don't look two. that good now. Right. <laughs> These are the last two rounds, and we're heading to the women. Oh, so, I see, I'm better at the women, I think. For this one, Coop starts. Angelina Jolie. Oh, jeez. This these these are these are two tough ones. Whatever she is, she still doesn't look that bad, man. 
57. Coop goes 57. She is starting to get that that the John Voigt is starting to make up that it's her dad now. Yeah. Shalou, you can tell it's her dad now. I'm All gonna right, go Paul. 55. 55. Paul goes 55. What's our uh what's our community? 58. 50, 60. 60, 57. All right. Well, you guys went a little high on her. She's actually 48 years old. And Paul gets that one. I wow. would have that round. Paul gets that one. But... All right. We're tied up again. Oops. So you're, you're, you're tied up. This is it. And here's the deal. You know, forget about Abe's rules. I'm um, for this one. So we don't have a tie. It's the closest without going over. Okay. Okay. Fair and enough. I think that is fair. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tie breaks or ties are a pain in the ass. So. We're going another ageless beauty, Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. And I think I start I think this one. Paul does start. Yeah, Coop starts. I know she's ahead. over 50. 53. Paul goes 53. Cooper. 54. Cooper goes 54. And let's see what we got. 52. So everybody's kind of in the same range. Everybody's in the same range. And for the win, Cooper nails it on the head. She is 54 wow. years wow. old. Wow. So Coop gets the first one nailed on the head and takes the win for the, oh, this wow. week's that was version of how old are they? I almost went 52 with that one, too. So, yeah, it was – but. I, I, Everybody was kind of in the same range on that one. And uh, I, I tell you, man, you know, that's one Jennifer Aniston has aged well. Leo Leo, and uh, and Brad Pitt threw me off. Neither one of them looks their age. Pesci completely threw me off. As much as I don't like him, I didn't think he was 80. Right. He was 80. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I would have thought of him to be the younger of that bunch of the yeah. narrows. And, cause, he, you know, he, he looks like point. an old man now, though. You know, it's weird. Seeing him like that, I haven't, I haven't, uh, right, right, haven't well, he seen him old, in so long. He was old looking in, um, the Irishman. He always looked like an old man, though. Like, even though, even when he was young, he still looked like an older guy. True, that is true. That is true. Well, that was how old, is it? how about that? How about 77 year old? Yeah, listen, man, how about 80 year old Martha Stewart? Not bad, not bad, not bad for 80. No, there's hope for us all if you stay alive that long. Dolly Parton was on the uh, was on the Stern show. I think it was last week, and I watched that whole interview. She is an interesting lady, man. Real interesting, and came from. She said when she was young, they didn't even have electricity or running water in her house in the mountains. But when she was, you know, she said they eventually moved to a house that had electric. But she said when she was, you know, in her very early stages of life, they didn't have electricity. Can you they imagine. You know, when I went to Dollywood, they have a replica of that house. I was going to say, like, they have a, she's got like a theme park, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a great theme park to go to, by the way. I've heard great things. I've never gone. 
Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. They really do a nice job there. And they're doing a massive expansion of it. I think I saw something online about like a billion dollar expansion of Dollywood. The bad thing is, like, he did it to create the jobs in that area. The bad thing is, the, er- the area has gotten really like commercialized, like Myrtle Beach and Orlando, unfortunately. What's wrong with right. Orlando? Well, no, but it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things like you create the jobs and then it blows up and you I place mean, everybody out well, of the area. Orlando's not great. I'm mean, going to be honest with you. It's, uh, you know, especially like Disney's kind of out in Kissimmee, so it's kind of a little west. But I mean, you leave that you, you got to leave. You don't leave Disney property. That's why it's so wonderful. Orlando's a weird city, though. It's so spread out. You know, my son, he went to college in Orlando and he lived there for a year and he the crime there is not great. I mean, he was living in the city. He got out of there. Yeah. He moved back to North Carolina. So, I like uh, the area where Jeff's store is. I really like. Actually. Oh yeah, Jeff's store is Jeff's store is great. Uh, Sand Lake is Sand Lake. That's much what I, I love that. Yeah, that's that's uh, the Doctor Phillips area. That's a nice area. That area is really cool. Yeah, so this was really... Dolly. This was Dolly at the halftime Cowboys game. Listen, the Cowboy Ooh. outfit had to go. I mean, I, I'm uh, glad you could pull it off. You right, know, right. Um, you know, she got criticized for. I, you know, a lot of people said she lip synced. And I think she did. Don't get me wrong, but she recorded that. It wasn't like she lip synced to a pre-recorded album. They have uh, to lip sync. They have the to with these types won't of shows. Allow them to not lip sync. A ten-minute show. They're gonna do it. Yeah. Um. I didn't. Lo- I don't like. I said. It's. It's. It's when you see these types of shows. That's what you're gonna get. So I yeah. don't know. If people are getting all upset. I about agree. It. Now listen. If I went to a concert and she was lip singing, I'd be upset. Yeah. That would absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But for a halftime show, it, it, it's it's not a concert. It's a production, and everything has to go completely according to plan and time. The network yep. doesn't have time for you to go yep. over. So I get it. I, There's I don't, no I time don't, for I, an equipment failure. So they, right. But she didn't, like, take one of her studio albums and lip sync to it like they did on American Bandstand. She pre-recorded something for that show, and she just lip synced to that. Right, right. So yeah. I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Greg. Yes, the the last time uh, the last time the Dallas Cow- Cowboys won a Super Bowl, Dolly Parton may have been a Cowboys cheerleader. <laughs> uh, I gotta say this again. Uh, look, I want to take the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas outdid the Detroit half. Jack Harlow was awful at that Detroit halftime show. I didn't see that, but I heard it was an, a, an a complete, like utter train. Listen. I was, but some of my boys like my kids like Jack Carlo, and they said it was bad. So I mean, it was just a bad performance. I don't even is Jack Carlo is like some kind of hip hop kid, right, or something? Yeah, weird. He's not bad. I mean, but that was a bad show. Yeah, I heard it was. Uh, yeah, it was a I didn't, disaster. I didn't watch any of it. You, you didn't miss anything. Sometimes Dolly's it, worth watching. Dolly was worth watching. She was good. I, I'll I will watch it. I it, sometimes it's harder. When we're away with the kids, because they don't have all the stuff in their house to play with, like even though there's toys and stuff, like you have to keep yep. them entertained and do stuff with them. And it yep. was that's what we were doing during yep. all of that, trying to keep them. I, I'm gonna busy. have to check this Jack Harlow halftime thing out. I just was pulled it up. I googled it real quick, and first thing it came up from Twitter is the caption is "How low was the budget on this halftime show by Jack <laughs> it was Harlow?" Bad. Trust me, it was bad. <laughs> oh, now I yeah, now I want to see it. I don't know what he had going on here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Quick. That's awesome. It was it was a it was a train wreck, trust me. He had some kind of weird like ice 
thing setting, but not good. I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Well, it's about that time. Uh, Koopa, are you ready yep. to do your thing? Yep. Yeah, Koop said he's got some good scoop this week, too. Yep. yep. Ooh. All right. Well, let's hit it. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Yeah, we're going to start off with New Zealand this week. How about that? <laughs> How random. Um, so, New Ze- <laughs> so if you remember, at the beginning of the year, there was a... Uh, a generational smoking ban implemented in New Zealand that basically anyone born after 2009 would not be able to purchase tobacco products. Right. Yeah, that was passed by the parliament, that. signed by the prime minister. Um, it is getting repealed. Of course. Thank God. So, yeah. So what happened is there's a new prime minister, Christopher Luxon, Luxon, um, and uh, basically, and I, I, again, I'm learning about some of these other governments. They have, they have what's called a coalition government where they kind of make a deal with some of the other parties. And what they do is in this coalition, they agree to a set of policies um, that are going to be implemented or repealed. And on the list of policies was repealing the generational smoking ban. So that is set to happen sometime probably in April. Which so does is, that have to go? Does that have to go to a vote now, or that's that's re, that will be repealed? That I'm that I'm not sure, but I think the way it is is the parties have all agreed to it basically. Good. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, we're glad to see that go, and it didn't take a year. But that's the kind of the weird thing with like when you have these type of governments like that, and even and even in our country, it's kind of the same thing with executive orders. You know, unless it's something that's passed as a law by Congress, you know, one president come in and do an ex- make an executive order, and then the next guy can come right in and, and take that executive order away, and it's right. and then it becomes a game of like who's in power at the time yeah. of, of you know what's what's going on yeah. so it's, it's kind of strange but yeah i mean that thing that thing didn't last a year right coop that was just earlier no, this it, year it didn't it didn't last a year it didn't like i said there was a lot of opposition to it apparently too which we probably didn't see uh right. the interesting thing is in the uk uh the british prime minister after hearing this says he's going ahead and pushing forward with his generational smoking ban which he yeah, although we there's about a couple weeks ago Although there's some now uh grumblings i'm seeing or not some growth there's some movement to try to get cigars exempt from that so that will be watched to right. see. I but, did see that. I did yeah, see so that. I would keep an eye on that one as well. But uh, yeah. I but, find that hard to believe. I, for anyone that's been to Europe, the population that smokes in Europe is three times as much as the U.S. It's it's ridiculous yes. how many people, especially cigarettes. How um, many people UK, in Italy, yeah. especially? I tell you, how, Sweden, Sweden, there wasn't a lot of smoking going on in Sweden. Oh, I'll yeah. That. The, the, no, that's true. The Nordic countries, Sweden, Finland, I don't think they... they they smoke as much, but like in in uh, the United Kingdom and Spain and Italy, the, a lot of people smoke. Yeah, a lot. I, I think I think if they did some kind of a a comparison in the number of regular smokers, and I mean I'm talking about cigarettes right now, but like it's way higher in those European countries than it is in the U.S. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Yep. What else you got, Coop? Oh, we got some news from Tatawahe. Uh, there were a couple of 20th anniversary releases that kind of started just quietly dropping in stores over the last week. Um, and um, two of them uh, started showing up. Uh, they're called the uh, Escasos EL-22 and the Reserver RL-22. Um, what's, what these have in common is uh, these cigars were rolled in Miami 
back at the uh, about a year ago, and they they've been aging for over a year. Rolled, um, and uh, Pete decided to release them. So um, the EL twenty the EL twenty two has a Corojo shade grown Claro wrapper, so you can see it's the lighter one at the bottom. Yeah. Um, the RL twenty two has a Habano Maduro wrapper. That's the one at the top. Um, that's a little more slender. That RL twenty twenty two. That RL twenty two is a five and a half by forty two with a covered foot, and the EL uh, 5x50 is a classic or boost. That EL22, I've already smoked it. It is money. These really? are good. These are real. I haven't smoked the other one, but that EL that, that EL is really good. We uh, we actually have those available on the site now. It, it's funny. Say, yeah. yeah, we have those available. One, one thing about Pete, though, is he really makes it hard to understand where his where his products fall um when when carlos our our graphic designer was putting because we, we got them both i think everybody kind of got them both they got the el and the rl at the oh, same we time. could go yeah they were and and when our graphic designers put them together i said carlos that's that's the wrong stick the RL. you know i i thought they were both escaso and i'm like i'm like that's like a seventh reserve that you got he's like no i'm telling you it's the same thing so yeah they're kind of they're you know one the el falls under the escaso line and the rl is a reserve um, yeah, I haven't had them yet, but I was a fan of the, the Escazos, the Hunter series. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm that's a great, that Claro, that. he finds a way to work with that Claro, which is a lighter shade, uh, Habano. Well, he, yeah, he just, uh, he did a great, great job with that one. I find it very difficult with Pete's stuff to know what lines or what and all that, but I know like what, you know, especially if Alex says like, this is a good cigar to smoke. Like I I've never been disappointed by Pete's stuff. I guess is what I'm saying. Like I don't pick them based on lines or anything because it's too confusing. When we were putting the warehouse and really reorganizing the website, we, we actually, we called Pete. We were like, how, how would you? And essentially he's like, look, put, you know, Nicaragua's with Nicaragua's the Miami stuff coming out of Miami, okay. Miami and then put the broad lease with the broad lease. That's yeah. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But it was like, cause everything's kind of, you know, there reserved, was not reserved. It's a little Cajonu, summer out of Miami, summer out of Nicaragua. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's confusing still. Um, you know, the stuff he's doing in Miami is really good. I mean, yes. really, because he's, yes, not, not that he's getting great stuff out of my father and my father has been on fire the last couple of years, but, He's very hands on with the stuff out of Miami. It's still he's using Garcia tobacco with that. So right, right. No, you know, Miami he, is they they tend to uh, they they tend they tend to be out of stock a lot because they're just yeah. they don't have the production power of as they do in Nicaragua. No, they don't. And, and you know the other thing is that when Pete puts stuff away and ages it, yes. it's usually money. I remember he would wet pack those some of those other cigars he would do years ago, and you know he put them in the foil and stuff. And he just yeah. he has a knack for doing that and he's really i mean with aging pete stuff is, is and you know right i'm not a huge aging guy mostly because i'm a i'm a pig and you know when i have it i want to smoke it but <laughs> the tw- pete cigars man there's some his cigars age really 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 well oh the vertical blue i was just gonna say great. i have a I have a chaos from the great smoke man his That's cigars just have a way of aging really well yeah i i I, I have actually, you know, I think I've smoked a few apocalypses, which is the other after the anarchy. Right, right. Those were just those were broadleaf ones, and they aged. Oh, they held their age for a long time. Yeah, man, his cigars yeah. aged. Phenomenal. I just like the rounding out of the flavor that you get from leaving something for a little while. Yeah, you know, it doesn't. I, I'm not a big spice guy, a big big pepper guy. 
You know, yeah. I like full flavor, but I don't like that harsh harshness, I guess is the, is the right word. And I feel like if I let this, most of those cigars age a little bit, even if it's like half a year, it, it kind of rounds out that flavor for me. I don't like when the cigar cedar ages a lot and it gets that too much. It absorbs too much of that cedar. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I know some people that. like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I still have cigars for my wedding in this, in this humidor that I have on my desk. I'll, and, I'll uh, tell you what. Abe told me I better smoke them. He's like, they're going to be working. Yeah. Out. You're probably at five years, six years. Oh, no, yeah, you yeah, are, right. Small off point. topic coop, but I smoked that, per, you know, I had the Connecticut 30 on the show last week. That Maduro is fantastic. I bought a box of it. Perdomo oh, my God. Maduro is unbelievable. I, I mean, I've actually seen is. a lot of activity on that cigar on, uh, on smoking social and, and a couple of other sites, people talking about the third. Oh man, that Sweetness. Maduro is. Yeah. yeah. The Maduro is the star of the show. It, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, the Connecticut's great. The sun grows great, but that Maduro. Yeah. It is wow. not bearing. It's not, I mean, the sweetness it's, it's, it's there, man. They did a hell of a job with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh turn yeah! Your camera, turn your camera off and turn it back on. On the I on froze. The, oh, we got a little frozen, yeah, froze, and it's a funny freeze. Yeah, he was frozen yeah, like this. Yeah, we got a little frozen coop. Let's see. All right, he'll he'll hop on and come back in. Yeah, Paul, you should. Uh, that um, I got. That, I so I I saved two of them. Right, two of what? And we of the cigars from my um, from my wedding. I have them in here somewhere. But when did you get married? Said to me. He's like, you still have those? He's like, you got to smoke them because they had some age on. I, I don't – it was some bundle cigar that Abe had had. But he said it was a – him and Adam had picked it because they're like, these are actually really good. And they they gifted to gifted them to us at our uh, at our wedding. And they gave us enough for everybody to have one that was at my wedding. And I saw my uncle walk in and he had a pocket full of them. I mean like, like <laughs> I went up to him and I took him out of his pocket. I'm like, Did are you, you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, put them back in there. There's, there's one for everybody. Yeah, you, know, you gotta be careful. Obviously, everybody doesn't smoke, so th then we can take a couple. But I saved right. two of them. And some, uh, some cigars will age out on you. Yeah, that's what he said. And he said those will because they the cello on those was nice and brown <laughs> when they gave it to me. And All they right. took them out of the cello and they put the the specialty bands on them. Now nah, we got Cooper back. Here he is. You gonna put him in, or you want me to? Yeah, I'll put him in. Wow, that just everything froze. I had to like re reshut the browser and everything. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. So what else we got, Coop? Um, Daniel Marshall this week uh, announced he has recreated a uh, historic humidor for the Flagler Museum. So there, oh, and this is located here. right in your backyard. Uh, the Hen uh, Palm Beach Henry Flagler Museum. Um, Henry Flagler was a guy who was a co-founder of Standard Oil. Uh, he was also a big boating guy. Yep. And he had a, a Tiffany and Company humidor. And uh, the museum asked him to ask Daniel Marshall to recreate that humidor. Um, so he went ahead and did that. Um, and again, the, the humidor has a nautical theme to it, as you could see. And the thing is that, that not only was Flagler, he was a big guy. He was into the America's Cup and things like that. And Daniel Marshall, ironically, was a guy who, when he started out woodworking, um, it was, was started out um, because of... of boats he actually yeah, was good working yeah. around, around boats with that um and he loves sailing daniel marshall so they have put this in the museum and they've also put 10 of these humidors up for sale um so they, he, he did 10 of them uh they're about three thousand dollars a piece i was just gonna ask the price tag wow which uh you, you're gonna pay for a daniel marshall humidor sure. uh they're, they're some of the best in the world and um is, that a, to, is that a silver whatever that's called the monogram there 
It's some, yeah, it's a flag with uh, monogram in there. I'm assuming I mean, it's it, silver. If it was it make it makes sense that if you for this type of to, to recreate that type of humidor, you know, in the nautical aspect, Daniel Marshall is probably the guy to do that. We're due to have yeah. him on again. I want. I would. Ask, I would love to ask him who made the original humidor. I, I, it was I'm Tiffany sure and Company. It, it, was it, wasn't, it wasn't made by them. I'm it sure was they Tiffany had that made it. Yeah, Tiffany made it. Oh, they did make it. Oh wow! They made well. Well, he made the re, he recreated the Tiffany humidor. The original was created by Tiffany and Company. That surprises me that they actually made it. Wow! Yeah, um, you know, like I said, he's got humidors. Like he's got humidors in the Smithsonian. Daniel Marshall. He's got one in Schwarzenegger's museum in in Austria. Um, and uh, I've interviewed him. I know he's been on the show, and he is a, a, a this guy's got stories like you wouldn't believe. I mean, yes. it's just yes. he, he yes. really uh really just does a uh. Uh, good job. Um, Do you own a Daniel Marshall humidor? I don't. I have a lot of Daniel Marshall accessories, though. Um, it's on my list to, to one day get a Daniel Marshall humidor. And the only reason why I don't is because it's. Uh, I tend not to use a lot of desktop humidors. Oh, really? Oh, you use. See, I do. I have. If, I you, have if you're a desktop humidor, I mean, these humidors, I've seen the craftsmanship on them. You, you can't beat them. Right. When you see, they, you don't have right. to worry about sealing, they, they, they don't break there. They're durable. They're just well-made. Yeah. He's done some really interesting ones over the years, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. What else right. you got? All right. All right. Um, another another kind of thing that's been sort of repealed. Pennsylvania, if you uh, remember a few weeks ago, they were going to try to expand their indoor, indoor smoking ban uh, to basically say you can't smoke in cigar shops, cigar lounges, um, or cigar bars anymore. Um the good the good news is uh, they gotten some exemptions um, to not expand the smoking ban for those things. Um, they're still going after hotels and uh, conference centers and truck stops and all that. That's the bad news. Um, the other thing that's kind of a little bad news is even though those things were exempted, a local municipality can come in and override that right now. So, uh, uh. Um, but the, I think the I think the heat is off because there's certain areas like Pittsburgh. Uh, Eastern Pennsylvania to have a lot of cigar bars and stuff, uh, but I think they have enough strengths there where no one's going to try to overstep those. So I think the 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 you know that's good news that those are going to be you know they're going forward with this expanded smoking ban, but you won't have you won't have to worry about the cigar places. Well, when you go back home and visit, Alex, you won't have to worry about. Well, it. but you know the the kicker there is like Coop said, local local. Philadelphia is another right. story. I can see someone right. stupid in Philadelphia doing it. Right. You know. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I, I usually go smoke at Holtz's in the Northeast when I'm in Philadelphia. Sure. Sure. So um, that's where, and you know, that's so. Some if some uh, council person or something decides to do something stupid in Philadelphia, that's what you got to watch out for. Right, and let's let's not yeah. forget. You know, Philadelphia is the home of the soda tax, so it is absolutely, uh, absolutely, uh, not off the board. Jim, Jim, Jim Kenny will always be remembered for that. <laughs> the soda tax, which yeah. all it did was make people drive five minutes over the bridge and go buy it cheaper in New Jersey. Yeah, go to Wawa <laughs> over in Cherry Hill. You'll, you'll have yeah, no problem. Literally, literally. Or go to Delaware County or something. Yeah, exactly. All right. We got one more. We got a rapper buying to fill a thing. So we got, oh, by the way, no STG release this week. No uh. STG release. Yeah. So, Paul, you're now back in the driver's seat. Yeah, right, back we'll in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, after falling behind. Um, West Tampa Tobacco Company's got a limited release coming out. Uh, that's a company owned by Rick Rodriguez. 
They're doing a 6x60 cigar called Bullish Boulevard. I think I said that right. Um, it's named after a, uh, an area of Tampa that's known for its restaurants and Cuban food. So West Tampa is tied to that whole history of the uh, you know Tampa area, obviously. It's a 6x60. Um, it's going to be in 50-count boxes, selling for $12.99. They're not talking about the blend, but the interesting thing is this is he's working with um, the Noxa factory with this. Um, and the Noxa oh. factory makes is best known for making Steve Saka's Mi Corita line. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. Uh, and then also coming out of some there's some crown head stuff that comes out of there as well on a couple of other companies. But the uh, Noxa is known for all the Mi Corita stuff. So this is going to start hitting the stores next week. And if you're a West Tampa fan. Check it out. How um, what's the box count on this? Fifty. Do you know? Is it a fifty? Because I was just going to say fifty. Yeah, it's a fifty count. This looks this looks like a big box here. I don't I, understand anyone who does fifty count box releases. Fifty just, count box I, is stuck. I it's I know stuck. it's pa- I know you you don't have to do as many boxes. But it's terrible. On it, it doesn't encourage box sales or anything like that. It doesn't encourage box cigars. sales. It's a lot of yeah. cigars for somebody that you know commit to yeah. fifty. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know if I want fifty of anything in my regular smoking rotation of one cigar. You know. I bought the Perdomo box, which was a thirty, and that was a thirty, which was. And that's more a than special. Normal. That's a very special cigar. And by the way, right. I did try it first before I bought the box. Right. So. Um, you know, I'm just saying that's it's just uh, but that's a special that was a special circumstance. That's a hell of a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, man. 50 count box for a new cigar is I mean, that's that is <laughs> that's a big box. And it's without question. Uh, yeah, I got to try. I got to smoke a couple of these first before I decide yeah. as a consumer to buy yeah. a box of 50. You know, I think 50 count and I get it. I get it from the manufacturer side. It's you know easier. It's less boxes. They got to pay for it. But yeah, it's a, yeah, I am pre- it's a big ask of consumers. Yeah. Like I said, I like that factory he's working with. I mean, I'm definitely want sure. to smoke it, but I don't sure. think I don't see a lot of circumstances. I buy a 50 count box of these. The, Not the even average a split box them, size is think. what 15 box, then eh, 20. 20, 20, 20, 20, 25. Or 13 if you're if you're Dunbarton, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Nick did the 30, but I understand why he did the 30. There was a there's a theme with that, and like I said, right. I think that's a cigar he can sell 30 count box. Yeah. Though. So yeah, so I mean, essentially, this West Taste is a six hundred and fifty dollar box, at thirteen dollars a scar. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think they're, I think they're targeting it for retailers to sure. move singles, not boxes here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's fun to put on the shelves. That giant. I mean, box. that's one of those you put out on the counter. Like I see it, and yeah, it, yeah, you know? yep. So but there you go. And that's our news for this week. It was actually a busy week considering it was Thanksgiving week. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. You got anything good coming up, Coop? The Lunatic 10 by 100 is coming this week. It is, huh? Yeah, I haven't smoked it yet, but the it's it's one that's going to be a little more fast-tracked because I want to get this out of my humidor. Um, it's it's going to be smoked probably tomorrow uh, or Monday, and then it will be published pretty quickly. I have all the written background stuff done already. So, yeah, that's coming up. I haven't smoked it yet. That should be interesting because Coop's a big ring gauge guy, but that's uh, that takes big ring gauge to another level. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing the photos of that last week, oh, boy. How did you have to I hold did the 9 by 90 and that was tough. Right? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. 
it is just like it. I did the nine by ninety. It took me four hours and twenty two minutes to smoke that. This one, I'm, I'm. This one's like I said. Probably tomorrow is going to be the day. I need, I need about a six hours stretch to smoke that. Are sure. you going to smoke time more to... than one? No, no. How can I have you? don't. I have two in case one dies. No, <laughs> it's too much investment to do for. I, I dis, these big ones. I do disclaim it's a one cigar review. Right. So, right yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but I, I have a backup in case something goes wrong. Something goes wrong. It's not like yeah. I had. I, like look, if it look if it breaks, it breaks in the review, and that's gonna get covered. But sometimes you never know. Something could happen at the house, and I have to stop smoking. Right, and then right, you right. can't go back and smoke it. So that's why I do sure. have two. I don't know what I'll ever do with that other one. So <laughs> that's a lot of cigar. Yeah. I mean, even seeing Ter- you know, Terrence is not a small guy. Seeing him hold it in the pictures, I'm like, wow. It, it is. Yeah, when you see this, the only saving grace of it, and by Han Hundred, is the tapered head. Right. So that's what I was. I looked right. it up to see if there was one. Yeah. Because I. You know what though? But for Abe, that'd be like a normal size cigar in somebody else's hand. I'll tell you, interesting. Hold it like this. Pulled out of him twice. Yeah, use the eighty cutter. Use the eighty. Uh, yeah, yeah. The tapered. Yeah. But they were smart. They did that with the eight eighty too. It kind of has that tapered head. Yeah, ninety you know. asylum didn't, and it, it's big, is what I'll say. Because right. you're still putting a ninety gauge yeah. in your mouth. It's just too big to smoke it. You know, but those Oscar Woodies are a hundred great uh, ring gauge cigars. So yes. Yes, and yes. Uh, people. I've seen people take six, seven hours to smoke those. So, and they, but they're longer than the lunatic. They're right? long. I've smoked a Woody. I mean, it is. It, it's just. It's. It's not pleasant. What I mean, the like cigar the is fine, but it's like I don't know. I didn't get to the end, Paul. I mean, after like six hours yeah. of smoking it, you just kind of had enough. Yeah, yeah that's know? what I. You know, yeah, I did man. the Asylum 9 by 90 If they would have made that a 6 by 90 it actually would have gotten a decent score. The last third was not good. It, by that right. point... That's what happens, it's, right? Yeah, that's what happens, yeah. A lot of build-up, a lot of... You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying, like all the... Yeah, all the burnt-up stuff in the oh, end. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. You have to have somebody to hold it for you. While yeah. you literally. Yeah. Literally. Good job, Joel. Like a, like, a, like a mic boom. You need to, you need to take puffs. Yeah, and, yeah. So, but I want to get this out of the humidor because it's in a coffin and stuff, and it's taking a oh lot of room. Probably takes up so. Yeah, much I gotta money. get so because sure. normally this would be if it was put into the review schedule, it'll probably be like a February review, and it's like no, nah, it, it can't stay in there. It's taking up too much real estate. It's taking up the real estate. It's got to get out of there. So I mean, it's I so this is a, it's kind of a gimmick, right? Like it's a gimmick cigar. Oh, it's gonna be no. It's I think it's a little more than a gimmick. They're gonna release it annually. I think I mean, it starts out as a gimmick, but then, you know, Asylum did it once, and then now they do it as an April Fool's release every year. Yeah, listen, like I said, man, we I mean, we've sold out of it twice, so, and yeah. we sell Woody's constantly. So even in the, I mean, it's a gimmick cigar in, in you know, the size, and what, but it's, you know, it's, they, they, they make yeah, it like they any don't. other cigar, you know, it's not, right. yeah, they don't, you know. You know, uh, uh, Skip did the, what did he, he did a 10 by 133 cigar called the Femur, but he never did it again. So he was actually the first hard. one to crack that hundred ring gauge thing from what really? I the, something that smoke will yeah. But he only did it once. Um I didn't know about and that. then I, I think the Woody that. was the next Woody came next. The Woody was been around for a while and then ninety came yeah. out a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. there it is, the Cro Magnum femur. Oh my god. Yeah. Um I did not ever get a femur. So I never smoked it. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta take a picture of this. I'm gonna 
see if I can save this. This is somebody holding the cigar. It is. That's a 133. This lunatic we're talking about is a 90. Yes. Uh, the lunatic's 100. The, the asylum 100. was a 90. I just so, put the asylum review up last week. So Look at this cigar in someone's hand. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. I don't think he put a band on that one either. Like, uh, I'm not sure. Does the Woody have a band? I forget, but the Lunatic has a band. The Woody has has that that same type band as the Leaf. Okay. Yes, you're right. It has that. Yeah. What is that? uh, What did they use? I think it's like banana paper. It's like ground paper almost, right? It's a plant. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's something off a plant they use. Yeah. Do they? Do, is the Woody packed in anything, or is it just like, coffin? Woody comes with a big coffin. Yeah. And is it in like the leaves, like the like the leaf? By no. The no, 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 no. It's just in a coffin and so. Yeah. Yeah. There's your yeah. Woody. The the interest there it is the uh, the lunatic is actually not sold by the box. It's sold by the cigar. The asylum. Right. Is sold in like five count trays. Like, and you could buy the individuals, obviously, but you, you could buy if you want buy a five count tray of that. Interesting. I can't wait to see what your thoughts are, Coop. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Honestly. I, I, I wasn't super high on the asylum one, um, but if it was a little shorter, that one might have gotten a much better score. I think I think I gave, which is not terrible. Um, I don't know about this lunatic. We'll see. I like the lunatic line. No, I do too, but good. I can't ever see myself smoking one of those. No, no. You it, it, said it's the, the not only is it imp, it's a tough size to smoke, the commitment you need to smoke. It. Yeah, it's a commitment, man. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of right, time. and that's the other reason why I'm doing it now. It's a holiday weekend. I can do it. Um, Christmas could be a little tougher to do that. That's why I want to kind of get this right. get this one. Yeah, I have a hard I have a hard time finding the time to smoke a six by forty eight. You know, like the, yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, that's like a day. That's you pick a Sunday, and uh, or you're gonna have a Saturday. You're gonna do it tomorrow. Here's the interesting: when I schedule reviews, I have to schedule based on my time I know that week, right? So I'm not reviewing a six by sixty on a on a busy, you know, like work days is not gonna be the day I do that. You know, right? Those tend to be more weekends, good because I could get raw strike get distracted with that. So, hey, did you guys do? I did not watch the show from last week. Did you guys do the? what balls? The first round, we did. Yes, we did. We did. We said your pick was respectable. Your, your pick was respectable. Uh, it was Garfield, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Garfield. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't bad. We we were expecting a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, had Schlep, I, I, I had Schlep. I had Schlep Rock. Yeah. Who had Schlep Rock? Schlep Rock. Rock. What? I don't yeah. think I know that. A lot uh, of people don't know it, but a lot of people have heard the term. Yeah, he's yeah. he was a minor character on one of the on the Pebbles and Bam Bam spinoff of the Flintstones, yeah. and he was the bad luck guy who came into the room. Uh, and every there's a yeah. slump rock oh, everywhere. Oh yes, I know who he is now that I'm looking. Wowzy, at him. wowzy, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that All is right, a Wow, nah, that's a good pick though. Get us out of here, Paul. Uh, are we doing a Would You Rather? Uh no, you have oh, one. It's Twelve on one. Do you do you have one? Uh no. All right, well, there, <laughs> there we go. Then. Take us home. We didn't all know right, if you were well, gonna be on. <laughs> yeah. We uh we appreciate all of you, and uh, next week will be a regular week, I believe. Abe will be back. Um, as usual, we just uh, ask that you 
stay in touch with us. Uh, smoke in social. Check it out. Uh, be a socialite. And until next week, we're going to ask you to keep it lit. Thank you, gentlemen. That's terrible. Good. Oh, oh. All right. <laughs> Bye.